0: And very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Pirates played game three of their four-game weekday series. Pablo Lopez went opposite of JT Brubaker, but uh, if you've got any idea what happened in this one last night, uh, those two were far from the story when it was all said and done. But the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner.
1: A wild win for the Marlins tonight. Somehow... They beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 5-4 in 10 innings. Their bats were silent into the eighth. They were down 1-0. They take the lead in the bottom of the eighth, give it back in the top of the ninth inning. Game goes to extras. Pittsburgh was sitting pretty after scoring twice in the top of the tenth, but the Marlins, despite some mistakes, score three in the bottom of the inning and get out of here with a win tonight. 5-4 the final as they have won for the first time in three games now in this four game series against the Pirates that'll wrap up at 12 10 tomorrow JT Brubaker was the starter for Pittsburgh in this game and he was absolutely magnificent Brubaker who has had some ups and downs this year pitching better lately came in two and eight with a 434 ERA and 17 starts he worked seven innings of three hit shutout ball walked two struck out nine Really, the biggest threat the Marlins mounted against him came in the fourth inning when Avi Garcia let off with a double, and then Brian Anderson walked. First and second, nobody out, but Jesus Sanchez hit him to fielder's choice, putting him at first and third with one out. And then Nick Fortes shot a ball, looked like he was headed to center field, but the second baseman, Josh Van Meter, was shaded up the middle, made a diving play, and started a 4-6-3 double play, ending the fourth and keeping the game scoreless pablo lopez was on the mound for miami tonight and he hadn't allowed a hit until the fifth inning when he walked the leadoff man O'Neill cruz in a scoreless game one of four walks pablo issued tonight cruz then stole second so without a hit a walk a stolen base man at second nobody out in the fifth inning for ben gamel 2-2 to gamel is a hot smash into right field a base hit They're going to wave Cruz Garcia. The throw to the plate cut off by Aguilar. The run is in. They've got Gamble hung up between first and second and he's out trying to get back to first base. But the Pirates take a 1-0 lead on Gamble's run scoring single here in the fifth. And it would stay 1-0 all the way into the bottom of the eighth inning. Pablo was done after that fifth inning. He had one run on one hit tonight. Walked four, struck out three. 83 pitches, 49 strikes for Lopez. The Marlins bullpen did a great job. Dylan Floro set down the side 1-2-3 in the sixth. Anthony Bass, 1-2-3 in the seventh. Stephen Okert allowed a hit and a walk with a scoreless eighth inning. Brubaker made it through seven. Pirates went to the pen in the eighth. Brubaker threw 99 pitches, 66 strikes, in working seven scoreless. Three hits, two walks, nine Ks. Dwayne Underwood Jr. came on with a one nothing lead in the bottom of the eighth and things started pretty well for him. He struck out Brian De La Cruz. He got pinch hitter Miguel Rojas and a fly ball to the left, but with two outs and nobody on, he hit Joey Wendell with a pitch. Marlins pinch ran Billy Hamilton. That was a tying run at first base. So Hamilton pinch ran. John Birdie then worked a walk. So without a hit, back to back man reach. And then Jesus Aguilar was hit by a pitch. So after the first two are out, the Marlins load the bases without a hit and trailing one nothing down to their final four outs with two outs in the eighth they sent avi garcia to the plate against dwayne underwood jr runners off their leads first second and third two down the 0-1 a shot into right center field base hit garcia hamilton scores to tie it birdies in for the lead aguilar headed to third where he's safe and he came off the bag now he's tagged out but the marlins have taken the lead Avisael Garcia, a two-out, two-run single in the bottom of the eighth. And the Marlins are finally on the board. They'll take a 2-1 lead into the ninth. Avi with a couple of hits and four at-bats in this game and two of his biggest RBIs of the season. Look, this has not been the kind of year to this point Avi was hoping for when he signed a big contract with the Marlins. But he had a huge hit tonight, had that huge home run off Ryan Helsley in St. Louis. He's had some big moments for this team this year and uh, a few much larger than that in the eighth inning, giving the Marlins a two to one lead. They handed that lead to Tanner Scott and Scott immediately got into trouble because of control issues in the ninth inning. He walked Dan Vogelbach, he walked Key Brian Hayes. So with a two to one lead and nobody out in the ninth, Scott had two men on against him and had to face Michael Chavis. Scott, the two to Chavis. And that's ripped to left field. Hamilton going back and over. It's over his head and off the wall. Vogelbach is gonna score to tie it. The throw home, not in time. Headed to third base. Hayes on a double by Chavis. And it's two, two in the ninth. So a blown save, charge of Tanner Scott. His fourth of the season. And now he was far from out of this bind. Second and third, nobody out in tie game. The Marlins pulled the infield in. But credit Scott, he got O'Neill Cruz to pop to short for the first out. He then struck out Ben Gamel for the second out. And when Jack Sawinski hit a fly ball to De La Cruz in right field, Scott was out of the inning allowing just the one run. And so it was 2-2 into the bottom of the ninth inning. Pirates had second and third, nobody out with a chance to take the lead. But Scott able to buckle down and get Cruz, Gamel, and Sawinski. Bottom of the ninth inning, Yeri De Los Santos came on to pitch for the Pirates. He hit the first man, Brian Anderson, with a pitch, but then he retired the next three, Sanchez, Fortes, and De La Cruz. We went to the 10th inning. And in the 10th, the Pirates took the lead against Zach Pop. The place runner was Jack Sawinski at second base. The first man to bat was the catcher, Jason DeLay. He chopped one toward third base that went off the glove of Brian Anderson for an E5. With the play in front of him, Sawinski stayed at second. So the Pirates at first and second with nobody out. Jake Mariznick then dropped a bunt down the third base line. Zach Pop got over, fielded it, had no play anywhere. The bunt hit by Mariznick loaded the bases with nobody out. Pop able to strike out Kevin Newman for the first out. Marlins with the infield in in a tie game, bases loaded, one out for Dan Vogelbach. Oh, one pop to Vogelbach. Bouncing ball, right side, birdie a long way to his left, only plays at first base. Vogelbach is out, in from third base, Sawinski, and it's 3-2 Pirates. And the Pirates weren't done, second and third, with now two outs in the 10th inning for the third baseman, Key Brian Hayes. Pop the 1-0, that's lined into center field for a base hit. That's gonna score one. Second man headed to the plate, throw from Sanchez, and out at the plate, Mariznick to end the inning. Delay scores, Pirates get two in the 10th, but Sanchez to Fortes, to gun down what would have been a big third run in the top of the 10th for the Pirates. So we went to the last of the 10th inning the closer, David Bednar, headed to his first All-Star game, came on looking for a second save at as many nights here. Marlins had Brian De La Cruz, the place runner, at second base to begin the 10th inning. Miguel Rojas led off with a line drive, single in center field. De La Cruz got a bad read on the ball, went back to second initially, made it to third. He may or may not have been waved home with nobody out, But the bottom line is he got a bad read, went back to second, made it to third. Marlins at that point had first and third with nobody out in the 10th, trailing in the game 4-2. Billy Hamilton dropped down a beautiful bunt down the third baseline. The third baseman, Brian Hayes, came charging in. De La Cruz was racing toward the plate and for some reason just slammed on the brakes. Hayes fielded the ball and he tagged De La Cruz out from behind. De La Cruz just stopped. So that was the first out in the inning. Miguel Rojas went to second base. Hamilton was on at first Is what goes as a fielder's choice. So first and second, one down, and trailing by a 4-2 score. Marlins brought John Birdie up. Rojas at second, Hamilton at first, one out. Long hold Bednar. The 2-2, and Birdie grounds one fair. Inside the bag at first, down the line. Rojas around third, he's coming home. The throw goes to second. And it's a 4-3 game. Hamilton, the tying man, 90 feet away with one out in the bottom of the 10. Birdie delivers. John Birdie came up big. Marlins are back within a run. Next up, Jesus Aguilar. Hamilton at third, the tying man. Birdie the winning man at first. 0-2, Birdie runs. Line drive up the middle. Base hit center to tie it. Hamilton scores. Birdie to third. And it's 4-4 in the 10. Jesus Aguilar's 37th run bat into the season. So the Marlins now had evened the score. They had the winning man at third with one out in the inning. With a base open, the Pirates decided they would intentionally walk pinch hitter Luke Williams. Williams was batting for the pitcher because the Marlins had lost their DH earlier in the game. So the intentional walk to Williams, loaded the bases with one out in the tenth inning, Brian Anderson then hit a ground ball to shortstop with the infield in. O'Neill Cruz came to the plate, and they're able to force John Birdie at home six to two for the second out. So the Pirates had a way out of this inning and maybe a way into the eleventh inning, but with two outs and the bases loaded, Jesus Sanchez, the batter, bednar, let one get away. Williams at second, Anderson to first, two down. Pitch to Sanchez in the. Ter- gets away. Rolls toward the first base dugout. The throw. who gets away. Aguilar scores and somehow, <laughs> someway the Marlins celebrate a victory 5-4 over the Pirates. Oh my god. A wild pitch. If it's a good throw to the plate, Aguilar's out. But it got away from Bednar and the Marlins score 3 in the 10 to win it. How did they do that? 5-4. Oh my god. It was one of those nights. Marlins improved to 5-4 and four in extra innings, dropped the Pirates to 2-4 when working overtime. Miami, a 15th one-run win of the year. 15-19. Marlins have played more one-run games than anybody. They've lost more than anybody. They've won more than most as well. 15-19 now in games decided by a single run after this wild and wacky 10-inning 5-4 victory over the Pirates tonight. For Miami, five runs, seven hits, no errors, eight left. For the Pirates, four runs, six hits, no errors. They leave six. Zach Pop, the winner, 1-0. David Bednar, the blown save and lost three and three. Time of the game, three hours, 21 minutes. For the Marlins, a desperately needed win to improve to 42 and 45 on the season. They're 21 and 19 now at Lone Depot Park. For the Pirates, the end of a four game winning streak. Their longest winning streak since the 2019 season. Pittsburgh falls to 38 and 51. Now the Pirates are 18 and 28 on the road. 5-4 the final in 10. Somehow the Marlins pull this one out. The Marlins and AutoNation are working together again this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out a opposing hitter this season, $25 be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, 9Ks. That means $225 for the season. 739 strikeouts. from the Marlins. It's the AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. 5-4 Miami over the Pirates in 10. And guess what? We'll be back at it in about 13 and a half hours. Final game of this series comes up at 12-10 tomorrow. Braxton Garrett against Zach Thompson. Thompson who made his big league debut as a Marlin last year. Final game of this series. Marlins will be looking to split the four game set after tonight's improbable 10-inning victory, 5-4 over the Pirates.
0: Well, what a wild and crazy affair at Lone Depot Park last night. Before we hear from the manager, Don Mattingly, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from the skipper, Don Mattingly, after what was a wild and crazy 5-4 walk-off win for the Marlins last night.
2: Skipper, a lot of heavy breathing. (laughs) A ho-hum 5-4 win. And a win all the same. You know, at the end of the day, it's one of those that you, you know, a lot of stuff early didn't look great and then all of a sudden um, we get a couple of runs, Avi gets a big hit there, they give us the lead and then we give that back and then everything unfolds at the end. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, a win, um, something we need, so let's go get one tomorrow and move on what about the bottom the the really 10th inning there's so many plays you can look at in this in this uh i guess we'll start with the the bump by hamilton and base running situation yeah i'm not quite sure what yeah dale was thinking i know al basically told him we're not going anywhere if he runs we're not going there's no reason to go anywhere and i'm not quite sure we haven't tried to address it or anything at this point He's buttoned for a hit there. I'm assuming. Oh, right? for sure, for sure. Yeah, he had it. Oh, he was hit the first who could score he had a hit. Yeah, yeah, he had it. So. Uh, just, any, yeah. any other place you want to talk
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to see Aguilar heads up to be able to get get there for the winning run to close it out.
2: Yeah, that was nice. Uh, honestly, to end that one, um, you know, pitching wise, you know, with kind of down to your last guy, and not a great feeling. Mm. And to go back to Avi
0: to get that big, he had the double that gave you guys your other chance in, in the before extra is the friend to be able to come through in, no. much as we've seen a few times now over the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, Avi too good at bats today. You know, squared up that ball in the center that carried, and it was really good to see. So that's, that's kind of the Avi that we know, uh, what he's capable of backing up the ball, using that side of the field and, and really more low, Line drive gap stuff is when he's at his best. Scott um,
1: just blown safe duty, I guess, as a club to kind of reevaluate maybe what to
2: do with that closer situation. No, I mean I'm not quite sure what to do with it, uh, but he so got 12. Um, mm-hmm. Blown a couple, but it's always it's always interesting. But you know, right now. No, it's not the time to sit here and go, okay, we're going to switch and flip the coin for the next guy. And then if he blows one and we're going to move to the next guy, it's it's not really around robin. He's got the kind of stuff to do it. Uh, it's really a matter of him being in the zone. If he's not walking people, he's getting saves. When right? His stuff's been, as good as anyone's. When he's not in the zone,
0: is
1: it, do you see
2: mechanics? Do you see him just not attacking? Because I think he had a guy 0-2 and then it... Yeah, I, I, you're asking the wrong guy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on what, what goes on. But um, you know, I think Mel has some ideas when he you know he climbs up too high or whatever he calls it, then he loses his zone. He if he's worrying about runners, he's you know things can go on. But in general, I think Mel's got some ideas what he wants to try to do. That it's that first hitter. It seems like it's it's that's the one. It's like every time it feels like he's walking that first guy. And you know, if you got a two or three run lead, it, it's kind of okay. Not really okay, but. It, it'll work. But when you're in a one-run game, it, it just puts starts the cycle, and it's not good. The
0: decision to go with uh, the Floros, the passes the Ogre, down one trying to chase this window, uh, it paid off. to Go with your, your higher leverage, guys, when you were down the run. To try well, to get something
2: going. Our lower leverage really had been used. You know, Richard has been throwing the ball good. We used him like he'd been a lot. I think he's three in a row, four out of six or four out of seven or something like that. Uh, decent, good pitch counts. Uh, Eli Iser last night kept us in that game for three innings. He was definitely down. Uh, Pop was one plus the other day, had one day off. Uh, so, really, those are the guys who were all rested, uh, was the back-end guys. And it just felt like Pablo was kind of, you know, I, I know Mel felt like that was that was it for him, you know, and, and, and kind of seeing the signs felt like he was under the ball a little bit. Uh, you know, not characteristic for him, so you know, it's like like all our guys, if, you know, we're seeing stuff, then that's, that kind of helps you make the decision where you go, and those guys being rested really helped that. You going to see a lot of guys get thrown out from center field, that was a, you look back at that play, great throw by Sanchez, and it, it looked like an incredible one-hop play by the Fortress. Oh, really nice play by Nick. Yeah, that's a tough play, so... Yeah, that one ends up, yeah, looking back at that, yeah, and that one kind of was like, we take that out, but you know you're down two. It's not a great feeling right there.
0: Now, you a Birdie batting and Aguilar batting in the 10th. Birdie swung in what probably would have been a successful double steal. Aguilar swung when Hamilton probably would have easily stole second. What do you have to do as a hitter in that situation? Do they need to take a pitch and let him try to swipe the bags?
2: Well, you're down two with Birdie hitting, right? And Billy's running, hits a ball in a gap, we're tied, right? Aggie hits a ball in the gap, and we win, right? We're we so it's like, you know, you if you're if you're you you can say, hey, I'm just gonna give him a strike and let him hit a let him steal the bag, but then on the other end of that, it's, it may be a pitch to hit, right? And you hit a ball in the gap or hit a ball at the ballpark and the game's over, so it's a tough one. And as a hitter, you're you don't really see, right? Like you think. Right? There's, it's like you're focused on the ball and the pitcher, and it's not quite as easy to, like, see that guy as you think. You, and, it, and the time you do, you're already in a different – it's probably about over, right? So um, unless you know he's going and you're going to say, you're saying to yourself, I'm waiting for him to go. And then if he doesn't go, now you're sitting there behind in the count. So you've got to be ready to hit as a hitter. So, uh, can't Really, fault guys for swinging because they're trying to get a good pitch to hit. If they hit a ball in the gap, it changes the game. Done with Pablo in specific with back to back uh, five inning outings uh, for him. It seems like pitch count goes a little bit higher in, in that fifth inning, and there's something kind of missing for him to, to go up a bit longer. What are you seeing in, in that situation? My well, thing is just not putting guys away. I, you know, a lot of deep counts, right? I think he walked what he walked for tonight, yeah. and and that's not really Pablo, right? So you're, you're going deep counts, using a lot of pitches, it, and, and that's really what's pushing his pitch count up. And when he was you know, going a little bit deeper, it was efficient. It was quicker outs. Uh, guys trying to swing him in the zone, heading counts. And now we're kind of chasing him 3-1. where you know it's It feels like we're in 3-2 counts a lot, right? Missing with the change or going sideways instead of down. Uh, it just extends counts, and then you it just cuts innings off. What was their
1: their starter doing that made him so effective?
2: You know, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, I see us not having not having success, but you're not sitting there watching video. I know he's trying to basically. Their guys are very similar, you know, the, running the two seam at the righty and then the breaking ball, and um, you know, again, we're heavy right-handed. Start getting balls coming at you and have to deal with both sides of the plate. It, it, it just changes things.
0: That was Don Mattingly after the Marlins beat the Pirates by a final score of 5-4 to four at Lone Depot Park last night. Uh, game 4, the last in this series, comes your way at twelve ten this afternoon when Braxton Garrett goes opposite of Zach Thompson. We'll hit the air at eleven forty with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.